What's up? Welcome to the Danny Picard Show, Friday, August 28th, 2015. As always, broadcasted from the Beantown Athletic Studio in Dorchester, Massachusetts. And I know it's Friday and not a Thursday. And usually every Thursday is a violent gentleman day. But uh, since I have not been here the last couple days, and I'll tell you why in just a few minutes, today's show presented by Violent Gentlemen. Go to violentgentlemen.com right now to order some of the hottest T-shirts, hoodies, hats, and accessories on the sports scene. From the ice to the octagon, from the ring to the field, Violent Gentlemen honors the fight, the art, the opponent, and the sport. ViolentGentlemen.com. That is the clothing line of the one and only George Paros, former NHL enforcer. Uh, so make sure you go to ViolentGentlemen.com right now. Usually we have Violent Gentlemen Thursdays. It is a Friday. I was not here yesterday on Thursday. I was not here on Wednesday because I got called in to WEEI to fill in for the midday show. Now, for those unaware what the midday show is, and look, I know that this podcast reaches out further than just the New England area. It reaches all over the world. And I do know, based on the demographics that we see on this show, uh, for a fact that we reach out to people outside of the Boston and the New England area. So I'll explain it to you. Um, WEEI 93.7 FM, it's the radio station that I'm on here in Boston on the weekends. I have a weekend show. I've been there for two years now, and I also fill in at times during the week, but at night. Like, if the Red Sox don't play, it's the Red Sox radio network, so when the Red Sox don't play, they don't have a game, I'm usually on from 10 to midnight on those nights. Um, every once in a while, filling in, but I, I'm, I'm on every weekend. But this week, uh, and even the last couple weeks, their midday show from 10 a.m. to 2 o'clock in the afternoon, they, this show has been MFB, Merloni, Fourier, and Benz. Uh, Tim Benz, the host of that show, he has left, and he's gone back to Pittsburgh. So the last couple weeks, they've had different people coming in, in and out of the, the host seat, and helping run that show with Lou Merloni and Christian Fourier, two former professional athletes. Lou Merloni played for the Boston Red Sox. Christian Fourier played for the New England Patriots. Uh, They do a great job over there with that show, and I was asked to fill in on Wednesday. So I did Wednesday's show in there, and um, afterwards I was on my way home, and they called me in for day number two. So I went in yesterday, Thursday as well. So I did back-to-back days with Lou Merloni and Christian Fourier filling in as the host of that show. And at the end of that show yesterday, on Thursday, they called me back for a third day. So I was also in there today. I was not here at the Beantown Athletic Studio in Dorchester uh, yesterday or Wednesday, Wednesday or Thursday of this week. I am here on Friday, though, uh, for multiple reasons. One, I want to point out that I am not abandoning the podcast. I know I got some tweets and some Facebook things going on that people say, where's a podcast? You, you, you're gonna, I know you give us EEI in the mornings, in the afternoon, but you're not going to put a podcast out? Yes, here I am, putting a podcast out. Uh, I'm not abandoning this show. This is the Danny Picard Show, and for the new listeners that I've gained because I've been on WEI the last couple days, uh, you can get this show whenever you want. I broadcast five days a week, usually in the morning, here from my Beantown Athletics state-of-the-art studio here in Granite Ave in Dorchester. By the way, Beantown Athletics, the only 
in-house union screen printer in Boston, and you can come in, get all the unique Boston gear that they have in this store, and also bring your skates here because they shop in skates. And I know rinks are going to be opening. We're getting close to hockey season. For those who don't play hockey in the summer, I do my best these days to avoid the rink in the summer. Even, even as a kid, and I guess that's the one thing. If you ask me what's the one thing I regret as a kid growing up, loving the sport of hockey, the one thing I regret is that I hated being in the rink in the summer. I did. I mean, I love being down the beach. I grew up in Southie. Uh, you know, I, we were, all, me and all my friends, we were lifeguards, which was basically now – Nobody went to the beach in Southie when I was a kid growing up. It just it wasn't popular like it is now. I mean, now you drive by M Street Beach, and it is a fucking zoo. I mean, there are people all over the fucking place. You know, it, it's good and bad. But when we were kids, you know, we were lifeguards. There was nobody at the beach. I mean, we would take, like, three-hour lunch breaks. We would play wiffle ball on the job. We'd play football. I mean... It was not work, okay? We were getting paid $12 an hour to do fucking nothing. So it was great. Uh, and I loved that in the summer. I hated being in the rink. I hated having to go play hockey. And I think in my my real early stages of playing, I mean, I started, you know, we all started skating down the rink in Southie. We were five, six years old. We went to Ani's Army, right? We were out there skating around without sticks. And then you go to Mighty Mites, and boom, it begins. And you're, you know, you're all in. On the hockey scene uh, back in the day. And, and in your early stages, you know, your parents sort of force you into summer hockey. Whether it's summer camps. I used to do the Mike Sullivan summer camps. Uh, a couple different ones. The names escaped me, but they were with, like, former professional players. Right? You're playing these leagues, these summer leagues. And really, you're forced into them because every kid's doing it. Every parent is taking their kid to these summer league games. But but the the older you get, you know, the less, at least me personally, at that point in time, I wanted, the less I wanted to be in a rink. Like, we did a lot of street hockey in the summer as well. We did roller hockey, right? We had the big tournament every summer, which still goes on. This was the first year I did not play in it. I think my roller hockey days are done. I really do. I think that, not, not in general, but for that tournament, right? I think that, I think I'm done with that. But uh, for the most part, when when you when you're old enough to make the decision, at least when I was, I was like, you know what, I don't want to do summer hockey. And I did a good handful of years where I stayed away from rinks in the summer. And of course, that that is something that can make or break your career. There's no question about it. Uh, the the kids who played 365 didn't take the time off in the summer. You could tell the difference when the following season was going on. You absolutely could. And and you know what? At the time, you know, I didn't want it. And you take those years off, and you re- I regret it. I really do. I regret it. Because you can feel it. You know, you don't feel like you're keeping up. And and then, you know, sort of, you're getting close to high school. You're in high school. You start to play in, like, the NECDL league. And uh, it's in the summer. And and at least in my head, I'm going, man, you shouldn't have never taken the time off. I mean, you should have never taken that time off. But... Sorry for that rant. I mean, that's the one thing I regret in my hockey career. It took some summers off. And I should, you, you can't do it. You can't do it. You really can't. And uh, if you are playing, and whether, whether you skated in the summer or not, you can always get your skate shopping here at Beantown Athletics.
all year long. But the rinks, most of the, the DCR rinks will be opening up soon. But the Southie rink, they're doing it over. We've been trying to get showers in that rink for years. Finally, they got them in. Now we're here, and they might not open the rink till fucking January. Whatever. We'll probably have to come here to Dorchester now to skate. I say that somewhat in jest, but I, I don't need to take that ride. I just like just shooting down two-minute drive to the rink, as usual, on our Wednesday night league. Uh, but now it looks like we're probably going to have to go somewhere else up until at least January. I'm not trying to rush your life away, so I'm not going to talk about something that's going to happen in January. Let's talk about some things that have happened this week. And once again, you know, thank you to WEI for giving me the opportunity the last couple days. And, and look, people keep asking me, they're like, do you, you, do you got a shot to get that show? Because there's, a show, there's an opening for that show full time. And, you know, where I've been in that seat with those guys, Lou and Christian, the last couple days, you know, there are some people that are all over me that are like, are you going to get it? You're going to get it? And honestly, like my reaction is, look, I'd love to have it, right? Ob- obviously. But, I mean, I, have, I don't know. I, mean, I really don't. I, and, and, you know, to be fair to, to, to myself and to this show and my listeners, and, and really, you know, why I'm, I'm still in this business uh, after being having to go back to the drawing board so many times with, with things falling through and changing shows and taking the show to different places to the point where I had to bring it back to my living room couch as a podcast several times. You know, everything that they've done here at Beantown Athletics for me and my studio, um, I'm extremely grateful for that. And, uh, you know, did, this is, is going to pay off at some point. There's no question. And, and, and I'm not going anywhere until it does. Uh, but, you know, for me, I can't answer that question like, like am I going to be in that spot? I don't know. And, and I think I don't know mainly because I'm, I can't get caught up in thinking about other people's decisions and what they're going to do or what, they, what decisions they're going to make. Because I found out the hard way a couple times already in this business that when you try to do that and you wrap your brain around that and you start stressing about that shit, you know, it's going to affect your product. And I, I, I don't think it's fair to my listeners of this show, for me, and even my weekend show in EI, to, for me to get wrapped up and try to, to think too much about what type of decision is going to be made in that spot. I know that the, they're going to make a wise decision over there. Is it going to be me? I have no idea. I have no idea. But I think that I'll be driving myself crazy if I sit here every day wondering what decision they're going to make. So here's what we did. I get the call in. I go in. I do that show, and I gave it everything I had. And whether I get it or not, here's what I do know, okay? Here's what I know, is that I went into that New Balance building this week, and I turned a couple skeptics into believers, okay? That's what I know. I I don't know if that was enough, if I turned enough skeptics into believers to the point where I would get that spot full-time. I have no fucking idea. I don't. Um... But what I know is that I turned a couple skeptics into believers, and there were people listening. And um, I don't know if, if that shook the place or not. I have no clue. But one thing I want to do is just thank them for the opportunity, right? I, uh, of course, thank you for the opportunity. I'm extremely grateful to even, and I'm honored uh, to be even asked and thought about to, to, be, to be put in that spot just to fill in in general, Okay. 
I'm, 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 honestly, I'm extremely grateful for that opportunity. And uh, what I also want to get across here, the message is, you know, for me to be in this business as long as I've been in it, there have been a lot of people along the way that have helped me get to the point where I'm even an option for them to fill in for that spot. And while I went in there and I feel like I fucking killed it for the last three days, right? And, and, and while you look at that and say, I, I did that for myself and my career, I, I need to stress this. I did that for everybody who fucking helped me get to this point as well. I did. Okay? That wasn't just for me. I didn't go in there and do that and rip my chest open for me. I did it for everybody who's helped me get to this point. You know, I want the people who helped me get here, the guests on this podcast that don't get paid, the former co-hosts that joined me from my parents' uh, living room or little den that we had up on the second floor, from my UMass apartment back in 2006, 2007, from my living room apartment in Southie when I moved out of my parents' house. Uh, to the multiple smaller radio stations that I've been at, my guests, my former co-hosts, friends, supporters, former producers, right? The people, everybody here at Beantown Athletics, right? All Everybody. You know, what I went in there and did at EEI, regardless of the outcome of what that is, I went in there and did that for the people that support me, that have been behind me, that have helped me get to this point. So that wasn't just for me. That was for you. Thank you. You should feel rewarded for that just as much as I did getting asked for, to, to be in that fill-in spot, even for a couple, even if it was just for a couple days. Thank you. Okay? But um, I, I, have, I have no idea what's going to happen. And to be honest with you, I'll, here's what I know. I'm doing a podcast for you right now. And I'm on Saturday night on EEI. I'm on Sunday night on EEI. And then I'm on vacation next week. Okay, we, we got a vacation next week. So uh, no podcast, no shows of any kind beginning on Monday up through next weekend. I will be off next week and I will return Tuesday, September 8th, the day after Labor Day. And at that point, look, boom, we're ready for it, right? We're ready for regular season football because I am more than fucking ready for regular season football. Like we, you know, we, 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 we doing the deflate gate thing today with Chris Mortensen. I mean, here's the deal. Chris Mortensen just needs to shut the fuck up. He does. Uh, about Deflategate. Like, enough, dude. Nobody believes you, li- wants to listen to you when it comes to PSI and a football for multiple reasons. One, because you've already given us a report that started this whole shitstorm seven months ago that has turned out to be false. Y- y- Mortensen, to get you caught up if you don't know, Mortensen went on an Arizona sports radio station yesterday on Thursday. And he defended his report on the PSI levels of a football. And, but, but he then said that the Patriots owners, Robert Kraft and John of the Kraft, they called him separately and apologized for everything that's gone on. I, yes, I know. Crazy, right? Because you know that didn't happen. Or at least I would be shocked if they actually called him and apologized. Like, what are you apologizing for? Isn't it the other way around? I had to, like, read this story on Pro Football Talk this morning before we went on air on WEI. I had to read this story, like, eight times to, before I heard the audio to, to see if I was reading it correctly. Because if anybody should have been calling anyone to apologize, 
as for what went on with Deflategate the last seven months. It should be Mortensen calling Robert Kraft, Mortensen calling Jonathan Kraft. That should be the conversation here. Not the Krafts calling Mortensen. Like, that doesn't even make sense to me. So, but we're going off on this Mortensen thing, and, like, he just needs to shut the fuck up. Like, that's it. Enough. Like, what are you trying to prove? Okay? Nobody cares about Chris Mortensen. Chris Mortensen is trying to make this about Chris Mortensen. Either that, or he's so dumb that he thought he would make these comments on this Arizona sports radio station and thought that nobody would hear about it. (laughs) Right? Uh, Well, that's not true. We heard about it. We broke it down. We reacted. And I just gave you another little reaction right there. But for all this deflategate shit, you know, next Monday you get that settlement hearing. We've come to find out that Judge Berman, you know, we're sort of getting another option on this. Like, Berman can sit there and go, okay, I'm going to, by September 4th, I'm going to tell you guys what I'm going to rule. I'm going to either rule against the NFL and cut Brady's suspension down to zero games, or I'm going to rule again. I'm going to rule for the NFL and keep the suspension at four games. Or now, but the third option is this: he could say, or, or, I could send this to a whole other arbitration hearing, another appeal hearing, and I could have it be under someone different than Roger Goodell. I could give it to somebody else. That, that, that's an option that we've heard. Now, I don't know that that's going to happen, and some people have said that's unlikely, but for me to actually sit here and try to guess what will happen on Monday or before September 4th with the Flakegate is just a complete guess. I fucking have no idea. I mean, every time I think I've known what's going to happen, it, it, I, it goes the opposite way. So I'm just sort of in wait-and-see mode. I can tell you this. If I'm Brady... I, I need a decision. Like, I can't have this thing lingering all season long. I can't. I, it, just, it just can't happen. Okay? Get the decision. Let's do it. We fought this battle. This needs to be the end. The season starts a week from Thursday. A week from Thursday. Okay? This thing needs to end. So, by the time I get back from vacation after next week, I believe, you know, at least at least we're being told Judge Richard Berman is going to make some type of decision. I don't know what it's going to be, but it's going to be something, we think. Here's what I hope the decision is. I hope it's a decision. I hope it's not send this thing to another arbitration hearing. I hope it's a decision. I obviously hope it's zero games, but I just, for me to sit here and, and try to take a guess at that, would it's almost useless I have, because I have no idea. I just need regular season football games. Tonight, on this Friday night, the Patriots play the Panthers in the third preseason game that Bill Belichick calls the dress rehearsal. I'll have my eyes on what receivers play. Reggie Wayne uh, is going to be playing in this game. I love the fact that he's on this team. I think there is zero risk in bringing him here. He's saying all the right things. He is absolutely 110% motivated, and he is oozing Patriot way. He is. It's perfect. And I can't wait to see him dominate in the Patriots uniform. And even if he doesn't dominate, well, at least you gave him a shot. And that's not a bad thing. I'm not against it. There's no risk here with this. There is absolutely no risk. So you're going to see Reggie Wayne in this third Patriots preseason game. Who's going to be throwing the football, though? Right? Man, with this suspension hanging over Brady's head, 
at some point, don't you need to give Garoppolo, like, the, and I know you say, well, he'll start the fourth preseason game, but don't you need to start him with the ones in the dress rehearsal? And people, you know, we had this argument today on WEI, and they were saying that, you know, Christian and Lou, that, you know, don't overlook the fact that it's, okay, it's a preseason game, we knock it a lot, but don't overlook the meaning of the reps that a starting quarterback gets, even someone like Tom Brady. And I guess I look at that and say, but it's Tom Brady. Like, is Tom Brady's season going to be ruined if he doesn't play tonight? Right? And he, and he gets his, suspended, his suspension lifted by Judge Berman on September 4th, and Brady's ready for week one. Like, is Brady going to not be good to go? I find that hard to believe. I find it very hard to believe. I do. Get me the offensive line settled in. Fix the offensive line and the issues you got going on there. And I'll tell you that with or without playing time tonight in Carolina, Brady's going to be fine. And I'll be comfortable with him out there. But Garoppolo? Man, I think if you're the Patriots, you got to be playing just-in-case mode. And just-in-case Brady is suspended for the first four games, I'd like to think that you would put Garoppolo in a situation before week one where he is starting a game with the ones. Now, you want my opinion, gun to head, is that Brady's adamant that he's playing and they're going to start him. I, and if that is the case, if you are the Patriots and you just have to start Brady tonight, it can't be what it usually is in the third preseason game, the dress rehearsal, which if you want to go back to last year, the Patriots' third preseason game, Tom Brady played into the third quarter. It can't be that. It cannot be that. I'm sorry. Different circumstance this season. Different. Completely different. Unique. Something you'll never see again. Something they've never seen. Okay? And don't compare this to any type of injury. You know, you you don't give different reps, a different number of reps in preseason because you're preparing for an injury. But you can give a different number of reps in preseason, if you're preparing for a suspension that you know right now is currently being upheld. So I I just think it's the wise move to give Garoppolo more time with the ones here tonight against Carolina. What do they do? You know, gun to my head, Brady's adamant that he plays again, and they play him, and they start him. But I also, gun to my head, in that situation, if they have to stop Brady, they cannot let him go into the third quarter. They can't. They can't. Look. I hope Brady gets his suspension lifted, okay? Absolutely. He shouldn't have a suspension to begin with. This whole situation is stupid. It's, it's an embarrassment to the National Football League. But since it is there, since it's the elephant in the room, and it could actually end up being a real thing, I need to make sure my backup quarterback that, is, that has no NFL experience knows, Aaron, at least you do something to get him ready this preseason. Now... There's part of me that thinks the joint practice with the Saints not too long ago, in which Brady on that Thursday joint practice took every snap with the ones. And the numbers, and I'm reading this from Jeff Howell to Boston Herald, Brady on that day, 28 of 32 with 13 touchdowns. That's right, 13 touchdowns. Garoppolo got zero snaps with the ones that day. I, 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 there's part of me that thinks maybe the Patriots look at that and we know how they feel that joint practices sometimes are just as meaningful, if not more meaningful, than the preseason game itself. 
Uh, part of me wonders if they use that as the substitute for this third preseason game. But, again, we'll wait and see. We'll find out. I don't know what's going to happen. But the bottom line is this. I think you need to be, if you're the Patriots, in your quarterback situation, you need to be playing in just-in-case mode. If you feel like you have to start Brady tonight because he's adamant, he wants to start, okay. But you cannot do what you did last year in the third preseason game, which is play Brady into the third quarter. That can't happen. I'm fine with – you could sit Brady the entire preseason, and I'm fine with him going into week one if you tell me his offensive line is going to be good to go. I, I am. I mean, that's just how much confidence I have in Tom Brady, okay? Is it too confident? I don't know. I'd, I'd like to take the risk and find out. i tell you that. So, uh, we'll keep our eyes on it, but by the time I get back from vacation, again, after, this, after next week, uh, we'll be right into regular season football, and I can't wait. Can't wait to get some meaningful games uh, under our belt. That is for sure. So um, that's where we stand with the Flake 8, Patriots, full dress rehearsal coming. And uh, it's we need, we need meaningful games because, you know, the Red Sox are not providing them. Red Sox aren't providing meaningful games with regards to result of the game. Now, this weekend, the Red Sox are in New York. They take on the Mets. Uh, the Mets will be throwing everything but the kitchen sink at the Red Sox as well. Okay. Javi, DeGrom, Syndergaard. That's the, that's the Mets rotation. This weekend against the Red Sox. Let me read that again. Matt Harvey, Jacob DeGrom, Noah Syndergaard. Everything, that's what you call everything but the fucking kitchen sink. Okay? Uh, if, if I am the Red Sox now, and by the way, if, in case you're wondering what the Red Sox rotation looks like, Henry Owens will go, uh, he'll go tonight. Friday against Matt Harvey. Joe Kelly will go tomorrow, Saturday. And Wade Miley will go on Sunday. And, of course, then the Red Sox come home and the Yankees come to Fenway for a series beginning on Monday night. Um, But let's just look at this series. If you're a Red Sox fan, okay, and you're trying to look at, like I am, and look at 2016 and not the results of, of maybe these games this weekend against the Mets, you can look at the Mets as a team that could be a potential trade partner for, to, to, you know, for the Red Sox to go out and get that stud starting pitcher. And, you know, a name that, that I have continued to throw out there is Zach Wheeler, who's not currently in the Mets rotation. He's uh, on the shelf, recovering from Tommy John. He is a power pitcher in his mid-20s, throws in the mid-90s, has good secondary stuff. This is a kid who can be dominant. And if I'm the Red Sox, if I'm Dave Dombrowski, I'm telling you right now, that is a kid that I need to target this winter. Because you might not have to give up the entire farm system. Okay? You might not have to give up an absolute proven young talent to get someone like Zach Wheeler. And I mean, essentially, the Mets traded Zach Wheeler already. At the deadline, the Mets traded Wheeler for Gomez uh, and the, to the Brewers, Gomez going to the Mets. And then remember, that trade fell through. Uh, the night that everybody said it was made. And come, they turn around. Dombrowski, by the way, who was with the Tigers, traded Cespedes to the Mets at the deadline. And guess what? Dombrowski didn't get Zach Wheeler back. And at the time, I crushed him. Dombrowski gets fired. He becomes a new pre- 
president of baseball operations for the Red Sox. Ben Sherrington steps down. And now I wonder if Dave Dombrowski, maybe he looks at that and says, all right, hey, how about Zach Wheeler now? Goes back to the Mets. In fact, I'm hearing that the Red Sox might not just go to the Mets and ask for Zach Wheeler. They might be going to the Mets to try to get J.P. Rashadi. J.P. Rashadi, Worcester's own J.P. Rashadi, formerly of the Toronto Blue Jays organization as well. J.P. JP Rashadi, I'll tell you this, from a couple people I've talked to, is in the running. Okay? He's at least going to be a candidate to be the Red Sox GM. And they're going to have a number of candidates. Rashadi will be one of them. It's one I'm being told. Now, I, to be honest, I don't know that I even need to be told that to, to realize that that's reality. So that's not like this huge story. Don't make it out to be one. Um, but, you know, it, it, he's a local guy. He's been a GM before. He's special assistant to, to the GM, right, to Sandy Alderson right now. But I'm also told that JP's actually the one running the show in New York with the Mets. He's the one making the moves, right? So you wonder, if you could go bring JP Rashadi and make him the GM of the Red Sox and get Dombrowski and Rashadi working together, you know, you wonder if that would result in some type of trade with the Mets at, at some point this winter. You wonder. I've wondered it. I've thought about it. And now with the Red Sox going to the Mets, it's certainly something that'll be talked about. It will. You know, the news, though, as I sit here and look at the Red Sox and see what's going on, and I record this show a little bit later than usual on this Friday, August 28th, because I was at WEI today and had some things to do after we were done at 2 o'clock. I am looking at this stuff, and the news now that is just literally just breaking as I'm doing this show is apparently Dave Dombrowski is telling reporters that Clay Buckholtz has been shut down for the season. Clay Buckholtz, who just recently said, came out and said that he is going to try to pitch this year. Buckholtz has been shut down for the season. And Dombrowski said that they will, the team will pick up his $13 million option, quote, if he's healthy, end quote. Here's my, my take on that. I think the Red Sox need to pick up Clay Buckholtz option, but they need to do it and stress the fact, and if they want to do it publicly, if they want to tell reporters or league it, they are only picking up the option if he's healthy. That's it. If he's healthy. So they're essentially telling other GMs, well, why would we pick up the, the option if he wasn't healthy? Clearly he's healthy. Do you want him? And that's where you get into trade discussion. See, with me, you can pick up the option that's 13 mil on Buck Colts, fine. But you got to get him out of here. You have to. You cannot, we cannot go through this again. Please. And I don't know if Dave Dombrowski stepped in and said, Buck, you're not starting. You might try to throw again, but you're not doing it. Because if you come out and you're, st- you're you know, you come back from this and you're throwing 86, 87, like you did in 2013 when you came back at the end of the season, guess what? Trade value, it's already dipped. It's going to dip even lower. So I don't know if this is Dombrowski stepping in and saying, eh, you know what, Buck? You're going to sit out. Clay Buck Colts, you're done for the season. If you can prove that you're healthy coming up here at the end of the season, we'll pick up your option. But we can't guarantee that we won't trade you. And that's where I think if you're the Red Sox, you pick up the option and you try to move them. That's it. You pick up the option and you try to trade them. And that's the way... Uh, that you should handle it if you're the Red Sox. So uh, those are some things to watch for. And again, Henry Owens tonight. 
keep an eye on him, certainly, as the Red Sox go up against, you know, this, the, the murderous row of pitching for the Mets in Javi, DeGrom, and Syndergaard. It's, it's not going to be an easy task for the Red Sox this weekend uh, against the first-place Mets in the NL East. And I say that by keeping an eye on the Major League Baseball standings. You know, even though the Red Sox aren't in the playoffs, that doesn't mean I completely ignore playoff baseball. Sure. I'm jacked up for the beginning of the regular season in the National Football League. But I am a baseball guy. And I am a playoff baseball guy. I love it, even if the Red Sox aren't in it. I would obviously prefer the Red Sox to be in the Major League Baseball postseason. But if they're not, like they won't be now for the second straight year, that doesn't mean I don't pay attention to playoff baseball. I'm not going to ignore it. No, I'm not going to do that. So, uh... Let's take a little look because I wanted, I was curious tonight. You know, I wanted to see. You, you see that the Mets are playing the Red Sox. The Mets are in first place in the NL East. So I do this every once in a while, right? Because it's a long baseball season, 162 games. And I do think that people are curious. People don't check the standings every day in Major League Baseball. And you know what? I'm someone that will if the Red Sox are in it. But if they're not, I'm guilty of not checking the Major League Baseball standings every day, too. So I thought I'd, I'd play a little game here, and it's a game that you've heard me play before, which is uh, Major League Baseball. If the playoffs began today, what would it look like? What would the Major League Baseball postseason look like if the playoffs began today? Well, let's, let's begin in the American League. If the playoffs began today, the Toronto Blue Jays would win the AL East. They are a game and a half ahead of the Yankees. They are eight games ahead of both the Orioles and the Rays. Uh, it doesn't, doesn't need to be said, but to point out just, I guess, how bad it is, the Blue Jays at 13 games ahead of the Red Sox. But all the Blue Jays in the AL East need to worry about are the Yankees. But if the playoffs begin today, Blue Jays win the AL East. Kansas City Royals win the AL Central 13 games ahead of the Twins. Royals are running away with that division. Royals are in as the AL Central champ. Uh, the Astros would win the AL West. They are five games ahead of the Rangers, five and a half games ahead of the Angels, but the Astros would be in. So these are your American League divisional winners. Blue Jays with 71 wins, Royals with 78 wins, and Astros with 71, right? So you're looking at that, you're saying, well, okay, the Blue Jays and the Astros would be playing each other in the first round, in the divisional round. Who would the Royals be playing? They'd be playing the winner of the AL Wild Card game. Well, what would that Wild Card game in the American League be? It would be, if the playoffs began today, it would be the Yankees and the Texas Rangers. Now, the Yankees here are four games ahead of the Rangers for the top Wild Card spot, which gets you the home field advantage in that game. So the Rangers would be going to New York. And the winner of the Rangers-Yankee game at Yankee Stadium would be playing the Kansas City Royals in the first round in the ALDS. Now, it should be noted that the Rangers are a half game ahead of the Angels and a half game ahead of the Twins, two and a half games ahead of the Orioles and Rays, five games ahead of the Indians and the White Sox, five and a half ahead of the Tigers. I'm just going to, I'm only going to factor in, honestly, I'll factor in Angels, Twins, Orioles, and Rays. That's it. But if the playoffs began today, Yankees and Rangers would be playing in that wild card game. So that's what that's what the American League looks like. Okay? Blue Jays, Royals, Astros, 
Yankees, Rangers. National League, as I told you, the Mets, six and a half games ahead of the Washington Nationals. Um, St. Louis Cardinals, four and a half games uh, ahead of the Pirates. Eight and a half games ahead of the Cubs. NL West, Dodgers are in first place. Two and a half games ahead of the Giants. So, if the playoffs begin today in the National League, Mets with 71 wins are in. Cardinals with 82 wins are in. And the Dodgers with 70 wins are in. Mets would host the Dodgers in the ALD, excuse me, NLDS. And the Cardinals, who would they play? They'd play the winner of the NL Wild Card game. NL Wild Card game? Oh, yeah. Pittsburgh hosting the Cubs. Okay? And the Cubs are five and a half ahead of the Giants. That's going to be the NL Wild Card game. Cubbies going to Pittsburgh. The question the Cubs are going to have is, who do you start? You start Lester? Or do you start Arietta? I mean, Lester fell apart towards the end last year in the Wild Card game when he pitched for Oakland, and they lost that one. And Arietta's sort of been their ace. You probably have to go with Arietta, right? And then you can look at it and say, if you get in the playoffs, Lester goes game one. So we'll see. But that's just, you know, if you're interested in how Major League Baseball playoff race looks, even though the Red Sox are out, that is how it looks. So that's a look at the Major League Baseball playoff race if the playoffs began today. So wrapping up the podcast here, wrapping up the week, and special thanks to everybody who tuned in and the support you've given me for the last couple days on WEI. It was truly a thrill to be in that seat. It was great to work with Lou Merloni, Christian Fourier, and everybody over there on EEI uh, in that midday show. Obviously, thanks to WEI for giving me that opportunity and that forum. Um, keep plug, we'll keep plugging away here. And again, though, I'm on WEI this weekend, tomorrow, Saturday, and on Sunday. And then, of course, I will have next week off, a little vacation. I'm back on Tuesday, September 8th, the day after Labor Day. So get me on WEI all weekend and uh, enjoy Labor Day weekend, okay? And also, in the meantime, follow me on Twitter, at Danny Picard. Like me on Facebook. Get this show five days a week, dannypicard.com. You can also subscribe on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, really wherever you can get a podcast. You get it uh, for free. Danny Picard Show, dannypicard.com. I'm out. Have a great week, great Labor Day weekend. Talk to you soon.